0: Hey there, welcome to episode number six from the World of Presentations podcast, brought to you by us at 356 Labs. This podcast helps you write, design, and deliver better presentations based on our experience from working with the top brands in the world. My name is Boris, and I'm the founder of the company. And today, again with me is...
1: It's Eva. (laughs) All right.
0: And today we continue the discussion in regards to virtual presentations. Last time we talked about more or less the preparation part, However, the day we want to talk about the design part or aspect of your presentation in case you decided to use slides. So here we go.
1: So last time we talked about the story and the first thing that we talked about during the episode was how story changed in an online environment. And what we discussed is the fact that we still need to use contrast and. The story in terms of content and how we use contrast in terms of content has not changed a lot. That's a little bit of a hint for you to go back and listen to that uh, to that episode of the podcast. However, the design part is a little bit of a different story. Yeah. And what changed there is, if you think about it, what we're looking for in online presentations and what we need to make sure that we have in our presentations Is the constant visual change?
0: Yeah. Our visual senses, our visual sense is our most powerful sense. So if we attack it, or if you present in such a way that you constantly change something on your slide, or you just constantly change your slides, then what turns out, what happens is that there is visual change in front of your audience and that keeps them engaged. What this means is
1: that keeps them looking at the screen and that keeps them listening to the presentation that you're delivering. So slides now are a very, very important part of your presentation. And when people tell you, hey, just put that on five slides and present it during the call. Well, that's not the way it goes, and I think that's why many of the presentations failed so far, just because they were online presentations and people were um, using that rule of not having many slides. Well, yeah. here what we would recommend is to have even more slides than the number of slides you would have for a live presentation. Yeah. If you can split up your information instead of on um, ten slides, do it on fifteen. Just constant change and constant visual change of the of the screen is what we're looking for. So you can change your slides as often as you think it's normal. I'm not saying that you should do that every second or two, but look for the visual change and consider that when you're doing your slides.
0: Yeah, that is very, very important thing. And that is something that you can also see in the so-called online libraries or online training libraries where If you are an author of a course, for example, for a website like Skillshare or ProSite or whatever, those have rules for their authors when they're building the course that something on their screen needs to change at most on every single minute. And now I hope you understand why authors and why companies like those big organizations that are some of the biggest training organizations in the world are asking their trainers to plan their slides in such a way that something changes on the on those slides each and every minute the reason why that is is again constant change this can be considered as a delivery contrast in the world of presentations and because something changes on your screen or the audience's screen they are hooked and they wanna they don't wanna miss anything Thus, they stay engaged.
1: So now, if somebody tells you just put it on five slides, don't do that. I mean, you should never do that, but especially for online presentations, that's definitely not the way
0: to go. Yeah. So, having that in mind, having that in mind, you may say, okay, wait a minute, I'll just add a lot of animation. If I need a lot more slides in terms of numbers, That means that I need to have transitions between them, meaning the effect or the movement between each and every slide or animations on a specific slide. That means that you need to do a lot more work there. And you may say, wait a minute, I will need to add a lot more of those for that presentation to kind of happen. However, that is also tricky because in the online world, transitions and animations are not the same or at least should not be considered and used in the same way as in the offline world, let's call it this way. Let's let's talk about why that's the case, however.
1: Well, I'm sure that you have seen or that you have colleagues that are using those for example curtains that you have yeah. as a transition in powerpoint because they think that they're in a in a way opening the scene and or at least that's how i've i've seen it well usually when you do that online what the attendees and what the people in the in the audience audience see is total lagging of that transition so transitions are a very very tricky thing for an online presentation what we always advice our clients to do is to use either very subtle transition like fade or use morph but use it in specific cases so not all of the morphs and all of the very crazy things that you can do with morph will work well for an online for an online presentation and at the same time when it comes to animations It's the same. So, if you want to have like very crazy animations and things to be moving on the slide, even not because of the internet connection, but because, for example, the software is not um, rendering the best quality of of the screen, you might face a lot of problems with transitions and animations that are very brave, I would call them, in, in such cases. And I would say that you need to make sure that you kind of rely on the most basic ones, if possible. And h- having a lot of slides, maybe you won't need that much animation. So you can just change between the slides and don't need to add very uh, fancy and crazy animations there.
0: Yeah, so to be even more practical here, transitions and animations, as for example, if you're using uh, PowerPoint, transitions and animations like Fate are very much welcomed. Obviously, the a new one, even though it's not new one anymore, but the morph transition in PowerPoint is also or could also work, but you need to kind of see how are you using it because morph can be used for some crazy movements on your slide. So you need to experiment with that one for sure. Our dog is barking right now and she's asleep. Anyway, uh, so that is kind of interesting here. Um, but again, fate is your friend. And even none is also your mm. friend. Because because of the network delay, the none transition... People just see it as fate. Yeah, <laughs> it may end up looking like fate. And that again is... Again, you want that because many... The more slides you have, the more engagement you provoke. However, it is also cool because you are with and through those animations... You are adding more slides, but you are not adding reasons why people will leave the call or disappear or not consuming those slides. Because in the other way, with the curtains or vortex or any of those crazy transitions that are or very, the origami or yeah. the origami and stuff like that, you may you may harm the whole presentation. Because if I see my screen constantly lagging and constantly the that movement is so slow that it becomes annoying, I'll just move to the new tab, to a new tab. And if that new tab is my Facebook or my email, it's over. So careful with transitions and animations. Use them, use them wisely and use the most basic ones to create the effects that you need.
1: And talking about the visual part, what we used to say with, uh, as you call them, offline presentations is that like, if we if we take the example of TED, there are many great TED Talks that don't use slides. Well, in a webinar or in an online call where we have to kind of keep the attention and want to make sure that people are engaged, visuals are a very, very important part. Yep. And you need to make sure that you're using good visuals.
0: Okay, now that we know that the more slides, the better. And again, we want to keep it simple in terms of transitions and animations. We also need to consider how the slides over, what is the overall look of the slides? Because for a presentation that's, let's say, prepared to be delivered in a room or at a conference, you can go crazy in terms of effects, in terms of colors, in terms of complexity, overall complexity of the visual itself. However, that is not exactly the case when you're presenting and when you're using those slides for the online environment. And there are quite a lot of reasons because uh, quite a lot of reasons for that. So our advice here, if you are designing slides for the online environment is to keep the visuals and to keep them overall very, very simple. And one of the reasons why that why that is is just think about something something very interesting think about the fact that you are not seeing the people in front of you right you don't you don't know where they are you don't know on what devices are they consuming your presentation they may be consuming them at a screen they may be consuming them at a 4k screen they may be consuming them on their mobile phone on their tablet or i don't know they may be outside doing some slight jogging on the beautiful sun outside right and they are consuming that's forbidden now yeah that is a bit (laughs) we're doing that
1: during the coronavirus outbreak so that's not possible to do now yeah
0: but these are all. but you
1: have like many scenarios on, on how people could be looking at the presentation yeah
0: there are a lot of scenarios right and if you have complex images, the first problem that we recently saw in with a presentation that we consumed is because the network bandwidth and just the overall sp- network speed and how the tools are nowadays configured, they're compressing the quality of the images and the quality of the slides. And what we were seeing on the other end as attendees were even the fonts got compressed, right? Meaning the fonts got pixelated and you are not able to even read what was there on the slide, then what happens with images, right? The images were looking, they they were just plain and simple bad, right? It's so such a low quality that it it just frustrates you. As an attendee, as someone that consumes it, it's just frustrating. And the more complex the image is, the, the worse it gets, right?
1: Yes, and it doesn't matter whether you have downloaded the biggest file size and resolution. It's just because of the fact that it's going through a software and that it's online. So the the bandwidth of the internet is like really, really crucial and you have no idea whether the people on the other end have good internet connection and whether that will look good on their end too.
0: Yeah, and here is maybe also one advice that you may want to experiment with is In regards to something that's very trendy nowadays, that's called gradients. Gradients, which are kind of colors that go from one to the other in a very smooth way. Let's call it this way. Again, keep for an online presentation, keep it simple. Because if you look at slides that are, for example, designed with gradients completely, you can see the gradient being kind of very racked, right? Very... It becomes it's not even smooth anymore. If the quality is compressed, if the overall quality of the pictures are, is being compressed, and what's more, don't forget again, if you are thinking about the fact that someone can be outside and participating in your presentation, and they are consuming them that on a old iPhone, right? And there is sun shining in their screens, and you're using gradients for all of the bars for example in a bar chart now all of your bars are with different gradients however if the if the sun is shining in my screen and i'm on a low quality display well let me tell you ends with a low bandwidth let me tell you that the chances of me not understanding the differences between which bar is which one are are huge right are huge
1: well, of course, you cannot you cannot prepare for any, any scenario, but I would say that you need to imagine that every person is looking uh, at your presentation through a mobile phone. And this is very easy, kind of even an exercise to do. Well, if you make your presentation as small as it would fit uh, a phone, well, think how all of the things that you have placed on the slide, think whether they're visible and whether the person on the other end is going to see them.
0: Yeah. So that is something that you have to consider. So up until here, we have the more slide rule. So the more slides you have, the better. Don't go with crazy animations and transitions. Keep the visuals simple, right? Don't go go crazy on the visuals, both on the pictures and in the colors also. So if you're going to be using gradients, maybe you want to consider simple color right instead now however let's talk about something else that's breaking the rules a bit and that's page numbers now normally in a presentation <laughs> that's being delivered on li- that's being delivered live page numbers don't serve a purpose however you still see them at a lot of events conferences trainings
1: that doesn't mean it's right
0: <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's right however they happen however in an online world in the online world you may have a case where page numbers make sense, right? They just make sense. And here we have to probably go back again to the previous episode, uh, to the previous episode where we said, hey, know the tools that you're using and know what their capabilities are. Because, for example, Microsoft Teams is allowing you to go backward or even forward in a slide. So imagine this case if you are presenting something and if that something is a presentation that you consume with a few more people and you go through that slide deck, slide by slide or page by page, if someone misses something, it's very easy for you to tell them, hey, go to page, we are currently at page number five. Now, if they have page numbers in that deck, it is very easy for them to understand where they need to be. And that is for most tools, for tools like Zoom, Cisco WebEx, etc., is a very good way of using page numbers. However, if you're using Microsoft Teams, for example, that may not be needed because Microsoft Teams, as we just said, they, you can go backwards or forwards and find a specific page. However, you have to think about those nuances and those details because at the end of the day, they will help you communicate your message better.
1: Yes, and even if you have the situation where the person has just decided to look at something and they're wondering at which slide they were before, they will see that they have missed, for example, one or two or three slides and they can refer back to those slides after the, the presentation is over, for example. So yeah. that makes it easier for them to, to consume the presentation.
0: Yeah, so these are just a few very interesting uh, points we believe you have to consider. However, before we end this episode and then jump into, or you can jump into episode number three, which is coming up very soon, we want to share a few more tricks that we find very, very interesting, especially for the online environment. So let's go with trick number one because there are two. <laughs> but let's go.
1: So trick number one is something that I that I recently saw. Usually when we do and we deliver our, even I would say slide design for non-designers training, yeah. what we do it is that we often go out of the presentation. So we combine the presentation itself with a lot of demos, a lot yeah. of examples and a lot of um, uh, polls and uh, questions, or questions to our audience, whether they like some slides, for example, or they don't, etc., etc. However, what happens is that when I go out of slideshow mode. There are a couple of seconds that people can see the slides that are coming after the slides that I was currently at. Now, that might not be such a big, huge deal. However, sometimes... In some presentations. In some presentations, exactly. But even me, I don't want them to know what, what will happen next. So I always want to keep that as a surprise. Well, for the times where you know that you're going to go out of the software and you want to show a demo, just add a few or as many slides as you would need that will fill up the space between the slide that you are at and the the next slide, so that when you go out of slideshow mode, people don't see the next slide. You can color those slides in white or, or black. And what's important here is to make them hidden So that even if you decide to move on after that slide, which was the demo, uh, before the demo slide, you can easily go on to the next slide.
0: And in order for you to imagine it, imagine what Eva just said, just think about a presentation and just imagine all of your slides. But in between a few of them, there are just like black slides, right? So many black slides that when you escape from your current slide, which is, hey, let's now do a demo. The next five slides that you are seeing, because when you escape, you see a few of the upcoming slides, they're all black, right? They're hidden, as she said. And this way, you're going to the demo, but your audience sees that the fir- the next five slides are black and are hidden. This way, they don't see what's next, which is... Super fancy. It's
1: super super fancy and yeah. super cool trick. So I'm I'm planning to use that one um in the next in the yeah, next I don't know by the way
0: where we saw that.
1: I think it was it was from an online
0: I really call? don't remember. I don't but remember. But it's a clever idea and you yes. have to you have to steal that idea. Listen to me. Steal that idea. <laughs> so yeah. The great ideas have to be reshared, shared, reshared, commented, and used again. Okay, so one more, I said that these are two tricks that we want to share. So that was the first one. And the second one is related to when you are starting your presentation, what needs to happen. So if you imagine a webinar starting, you have to plan for something that our colleagues at the presentation guild in the US uh, recently presented and showed during a webinar. Check it out. So that is the first one. Let's let's go to trick number two now, because I said there are two and not just one. So the second one is something that we recently heard from our colleagues from the so-called presentation guild. And if you don't know what the presentation guild is, we will link it up in the show notes. These are This is the place where you can find people who care a lot about presentations and share a lot of things about presentations. They recently had an event where they shared that idea in regards to what do we do and how do we make sure that everyone is able to know that the webinar just started. So if you imagine a webinar, try to think of it this way. If you are the presenter, it is a great idea to have a slide very quickly changing when you start the presentation. And not just a slide that changes, but a slide that more or less says you should now be hearing audio, right? Because it's very often that the attendees and we also as the attendees muted our speakers or are not using our speakers or did something with our speakers. So when the presentation, you as the presenter, what you can do is bring one slide. That is the slide that people see when they join. And when you start, you quickly switch to that slide, which says you should now be hearing audio. And if I'm not hearing audio, right, if I'm not hearing it, I will see the slide and I'll say to myself, wait a minute, something's happening. Why am I not hearing an audio? the audio when on my screen it says explicitly that the webinar obviously started and now I should be hearing? So this way you can easily rejoin, take a look, take a look at your settings on and on and on and on. I think that is a very very cool trick and something that i would personally implement for all of the upcoming webinars that i'm delivering again a kudos to the presentation guild and to our colleagues there okay so that's it for part two and episode what is it six of season two of our podcast we hope that you now know even more about the topic of virtual presentations and that you are looking forward to applying that new knowledge into your next virtual or remote or online presentation. In the meantime, shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram or any other social media and let us know what you think or what you want to hear from us. Visit 356labs.com to find out more about how presentations can help you or your business grow and let us know what experience you have with the topic of virtual presentations. Thanks for listening and in case you found this episode to be useful, subscribe to this podcast and why not even leave us a review on iTunes or even share it with a friend. we would appreciate it. Thanks again and see you in the next one. Bye.